Thank you for joining us on our podcast for Faith Center Church. We hope today's message builds you up and brings you hope right where you're at. Hope you enjoyed the message. That statement, especially when it comes from God. Because I am telling you, the enemy is always trying to remind you of what you did or what was done to you. But then you've got God on the inside of you saying, uh remember who you are. We are being lied to, some of us. He is trying to make us believe that who we are is what we've done or what's been done to us. And that is a lie. Who we are is the son of the most high God. Who we are is the daughter of the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And it doesn't matter what has happened to me. And it doesn't matter what I've done in my past. That is not who I am. See, when you know who you are, your roar will be restored. And that is the title of this word. We have got to have our roar restored. And the only way that can happen is when we know who we are. That there's restoration. God is going to restore your roar with his. Not yours. Not mine. Not everybody else you admire and you want to sound like them and you want to be like them. No, 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 no. Because who he has for you to be is an original. There is no one like you. And he wants you to have his roar. Amen. You're about to get your roar back is what I sense in my spirit. You've been silenced long enough. You've been muffled. You've been muted. I saw that in the spirit. Like a muffle on you. Your voice, your sound has been stifled. But a roar is coming. It's coming again. It's coming again. It's a roar of confidence. And it's not your confidence. It's God's confidence. There's nothing like being God confident. You can never be confident within your own strength and your own might. But boy, when you know God is confident in me, there's nothing I cannot do. It's a godly confidence that's coming upon the body of Christ. And the roar is being restored. You know, last week my husband instigated this. And he began the message on the roar. And uh, the week before that, he did a message on the, on the eagle about the sore. So he went from a sore to a roar. And... Here's the thing. They're pretty much spelt alike except the first word at the beginning, the first letter. You see, an eagle and a lion go hand in hand. They're very powerful. There's a lot of authority in them. So God is trying to say something to us, and I think we really need to pay attention. Especially when he gives us symbols and and he gives us creation. And he begins to tell us we're like an eagle that's going to soar. And we're like a lion that's going to roar. You better pay attention. There's very significance in it. The eagle represents this, dreams and messages, strength, expansion. I feel that in the spirit for some of you, an expansion is coming 
loyalty, victory, foresight, vision, and manifestation. That's what an eagle represents. A lion represents power, desire, royalty, wealth, valor, courage, wisdom, esteem, majesty, focus, and control. An eagle soars, a lion roars. So it is the soar that produces the roar. And it's like my husband ministered on that Wednesday night. You cannot stay in the nest in your comfort zone. But you must get out. And you must soar. And until you do, you will get no roar. Hear that. It was less than a month ago I was invited to go to Kansas. And it was a women's conference. And the woman who called me, she said, the theme is roar. Well, anytime you're asked to go minister, you submit to the theme and you hear the Lord. What are we going to say about the roar? And then what's interesting, two weeks later, I got another call for in August. And the woman said, God is showing me to do a women's conference on the roar. Found that very interesting. And then my husband, when we were in Charlotte, he said, God is showing me to minister on the roar. I believe God is trying to tell us something. And I'll be honest with you, when I first heard about the theme of the conference in Kansas, not that I questioned it, but I kind of did. <laughs> because I've heard messages on the roar. We've heard about the lion's roar. But I thought, is it scriptural? Is it even biblical? Are there any scriptures to back it up? It sounds good, but is it really biblical? And so in my Bible app, I searched in the search bar, I put the, just the word roar. Over 25 scriptures pulled up on the roar. There's over 22 passages with a roar in it. And I have enjoyed studying about the roar and really have been blown away by it. In the natural, we know this. We know where a roar comes from. It comes from a lion. But do we know what it does? And do we really know what it is? Okay, hear that. Because we must identify what is a roar. What is a roar? Think about that. What is a roar? It's a sound. It is a sound. You cannot have roar without sound. Sound produces the roar. Roar is a sound. And it's not just any kind of sound. It's a very specific sound. Do you know what sound it really is? It's God's sound. The roar is what God sounds like. That's his sound. You know, everybody has a sound. Right now, my daughter is going with a young man, and he's from England, and he has a British sound, an accent, and it melts our heart. <laughs> Oh, dear Jesus. You know, I sound Southern. We sound like rednecks. Why didn't I come from England? I don't know. This is not even in my message. Josh, forgive me if you're watching this. But see, we all have a certain sound. God's sound is roar. That is his sound. Jeremiah 2530 you won't find it up on the screen because God woke me up at 4.30 this morning and he added to this thing. Yes, he did. Thank you, Jesus. 
Jeremiah 25, 30. God roars like a lion from high heaven. Joel 3, 15. God's roar from Zion shout from Jerusalem. Sorry, Jerusalem. It's not every day that you will hear a roar. So when you do, pay attention. Because, see, that's what a roar does. It gets our attention. I think God's trying to get our attention. And, see, a roar demands our attention. Even if we don't want to pay attention, you're going to pay attention. You know, just like that little Disney clip that I just showed you. When that Simba roared, it got your attention. God wants to get your attention. And here's what you have to know about a roar. You don't hear it every day. It's not a familiar sound, guys. I've never heard a roar. Have you? I have never heard a lion's roar. It's not something you hear every day. It's not a familiar sound. And that's what I'm hearing in my spirit. We have got to get away from familiar sounds. Because as long as we stay around familiar sounds, we're never going to hear the sound of the roar. There are many familiar spirits. Do you understand that? That we will get set free. We will get healed. And then here comes that familiar spirit, whether it's infirmity, whether it's lust. But these are familiar sounds that want to entice us and distract us and lure us so that we will not hear the roar of the Lord. Because when we do, he demands our attention and Satan hates it when God gets attention. He's always been after the attention. He always wants to take attention off of God. And he will put the attention on himself by attacking you, assaulting you, accusing you. Some of you sit here and you're hearing the roar of the enemy because he's an accuser of the brethren telling you what you did in your past and that's who you are. Are you hearing this? And God is saying this, stop listening to that familiar sound. Because that is not your sound. You got my sound down on the inside of you. And this is what I sound like, says the Lord. In Job 37, 2 through 5. Listen. Listen to the roar of his voice. To the rumbling that comes from his mouth. He unleashes his lightning beneath the whole heaven. And sends it to the ends of the earth. After that comes the sound of of his roar. Now I want you, let's go right back. Go back. What does what happens? Sends it to the ends of the earth. When something comes to the ends of the earth, the ends of the earth, <laughs> the end of the earth. We could be in the last days. After that comes the sound of his roar. He thunders with his majestic voice, and when his voice resounds, he holds nothing back. You have to understand when he is saying to us, a roar is coming, I ain't holding back this time. I'm not going to withhold anything from you. I feel for some of you, you've been held back. Something has held you back. Something's holding you back. Or you're holding back. You're holding back from the body of Christ. You're holding back from God because of fear. You got so much on the inside of you. Why are you holding back? We need you. Do you hear that? It's almost as if you're being held back. And I'm telling you, when a roar comes, he holds nothing back. Mm. 
Doesn't matter what's holding you back. <laughs> that thing hears the roar and it's going to let you go. A roar will cause, cause nothing to be withheld from you. God withholds no good thing from us. That's not my God. So when he says a roar's coming, something good's coming. And then in verse 3 it says this, God's voice thunders in marvelous ways. He does great things beyond our comprehension. Man, some of you have experienced some things that's been beyond your comprehension and not good. What's happened to you? What you've come out of, what you've just been through, it's been beyond your comprehension. And when that happens, it will rob your sound. It will take your breath. It will take your voice. It will paralyze you and your vocal cords to the point all you really hear is the sound of the roar of the enemy. And it robs your voice. It robs the sound of the Lord to the point you don't even sound like yourself anymore. Are you there? Because of what you've gone through. I mean, we've come out of a really rough, rough, rough year. COVID. I cannot tell you the leaders, people in ministry, devastation, trauma, Bad stuff, guys. The pit of all pits. And when that happens, it can take your voice. It can rob your sound. Here's why things happen to us that are beyond our comprehension of the enemy. Because the enemy does want to take our sound. He does want to take our voice. And can I tell you why? God moves on sound. <laughs> God moves through sounds. See, a, a sound is what shifts the atmosphere. A sound is what will change the atmosphere. This is why if you ever sit in a movie, any movie you'll ever see, any movie you'll ever watch, there's always sounds in the background. Why are they there? To move on your emotions. To move on your senses. Can you imagine watching Jaws without the sound? <laughs> I mean, that's what makes the whole movie. And isn't it crazy? Because when you hear that sound, you know it's coming. I mean, if you've ever sat through a thriller before it happens, you always hear the music and the sounds in the background, and you know it's coming, buddy. See, a sound will prepare you for what's coming. A sound will make you aware of what's on the horizon. You better listen to the sound of the Lord and the sound of the roar. Because it prepares you for what's coming. It prepares you for what's next. That's what a sound is all about. Sounds move us, prepare us. A sound will move heaven and earth. And this is why Satan is after our sound. You know why? Look at me. That's who he was. He was sound. When he was in the heavenlies, that's who he was. Before he was kicked out, he was sound. 
That was his identity. That was his ministry. That's who he was. He wasn't just the praise and worship leader. He was the praise. He was the sound of praise and he was the sound of worship. He didn't play the instruments that we hear. He was every instrument you've ever heard and the sound of every instrument came from him. He never sat down at the piano and played the keys. The keys played out of him. The drum drummed from him. The guitar strummed from him. Strum, something, something, something. But once he got kicked out of heaven, he was stripped of those sounds. And now he is after anyone who has that sound. Because you know what? It reminds him of what he once sounded like. And he'll never sound like that again. So now what does he do? Oh, he sounds like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But can I tell you something? He sounds like it, but he ain't it. And he's still trying to imitate the sound of God. You are not a lion. God is the lion. And God has that sound. 1 Peter 5, 8, be alert. And sober of mind, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Just because he sounds like it doesn't mean he is it. Sounding like one and being one are totally two different things. Some of us have a real good sound, but that doesn't mean that's who we are. We got some charm, but but is that really who you are? I've been there before in ministry. Oh, I can put the sound out there and make you think that I am anointed and appointed. But behind closed doors, I'm not spending any time with God. You better pay attention to the sounds you're listening to. Because it could be fake. It sounds like the anointing, but is it? Because we got a lot of form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. You see, Satan sounds like a lion, but there's no power behind it. There's no bite in that sound. He cannot bite you. (laughs) The devil, get this, is using our own sound against us. We are the one who has the line of Judah on the inside of us that can sound from us. And he is using your own sound against you. And frightening you. And paralyzing you. What has silenced your roar? What has taken your roar? What has destroyed your roar? Have you gone astray? What has robbed it? Listen to this. Hosea 11, chapter 10. I'm sorry, chapter 11, 10 through 12. Let's read. Hosea. The people will end up following God. I will roar like a lion. Oh, how I will roar. My frightened children will come running from the west. Like frightened birds, they will come from Egypt like scared doves. I'll move them back into their homes. God's word. You don't find very many passages or scriptures that at the end says God's word. That's what he's saying to you. That's my word. You got my word. A roar will bring you back into your home, back where you belong, back into that position, back into that posture. A roar is what brings you back where you belong, mentally, physically, and spiritually. Some of you haven't felt like you belong. I sense that even in here. You come here, but you don't feel like you belong. 
You belong. You belong in the body of Christ. You belong. It's the roar that brings you back to those senses. It brings you back. The prodigal, that roar will bring him back. It brings her back. Those who have gone astray because of hurt, betrayal, the lost lamb, it is the roar that brings the the lamb back and restores the lamb. And then the lamb goes from a lamb to a lion because of the lion of Judah. And that lamb doesn't sound like a eh anymore. That is not your sound. The roar is coming. I heard the Lord say this, I'm adjusting your sound. In the prayer time, I'm adjusting your sound. The Holy Spirit's an adjuster. I sense for some of you there's been like a ringing in your ear instead of a roaring in your soul. All you hear is this ring sound. The Holy Spirit is adjusting some sounds right now. He's adjusting your mind. He's adjusting your thoughts. He's adjusting your soul, your body, and your heart. You know, we hear a lot of messages on, you need to get in alignment for your assignment. It's all about getting alignment. You know, we know the scripture that says, body, line up with the word of God. (laughs) Your body needs to line up so it'll be healed. So we're always hearing these messages about get in alignment as if that's on us to do. But can I be honest with you? You're never going to be in alignment without an adjustment. Because there first has to be an adjustment before there's ever an alignment. The Holy Spirit is an adjuster. If you were out of line, you would go to a chiropractor and lay out on a table, and he would adjust you so that you can be in a line. The Holy Spirit's adjusting some things. He's adjusting the sounds around us. He's adjusting our sound. Like back there, the sound men, what are they doing? They're adjusting the sounds. I don't care how beautiful Tracy sounds. I don't care how incredible the praise team sounds, even with the anointing. They have this talent. They have this gift. But if that sound man is not adjusting the sound, they won't sound right. Are you, are you getting this? For your roar to come out, the Holy Spirit, you got to allow him to adjust you. There, I feel there's just needy, you, you need some adjustments. There needs to be some adjustments that need to be made in your life. And it's okay. He's not going to hurt you. I, and I'll be honest. When I go to a chiropractor and I lay down and I know it's coming, you're about to, I mean, like, you're going to break my neck. It sounds like you're breaking me. It sounds like that, but he's not. And so I think some of you are fearing the adjustment of the Holy Spirit. But here's the thing, if he doesn't adjust you and you don't get aligned, you'll never go into your assignment. There are some things that God has assigned for you and me to do. Go ahead and get adjusted. It's okay. It's not a bad thing. (laughs) Does that make sense to you? Your sound's been off is what I hear. It's just been off. You know, it's amazing, and I feel for the praise team, and thank God I am not called to that. Jesus help me. 
But have you ever noticed, I mean, there'll be this incredible song and everything's on point and then all of a sudden somebody gets a little off and I mean, you hear it. And it just quenches things, you know. It almost makes you mad like, oh, did you just, did you just hear that? <laughs> Let the Holy Spirit adjust you so that you don't sound off. Some of us are sounding off. <laughs> The Holy Spirit's making adjustments so that you'll sound right. And, and here's the thing. You're never going to sound right until you get the soul right. When you get the soul right, you get the sound right. But until you get your soul right, you're never going to sound right. And that's just the bottom line. The ring you hear is not from the Lord. God is sound. Satan is noise. There's a difference in sound and noise. And I sense for some of us, we got a lot of noise. We hear a lot of noise throughout the day. We got a lot of noise in the background. It's time to hear the sound again. Amen? Irene is a noise. The roar is a sound. Satan's trying to ring at you when God wants to roar out of you. Last year, and I'm ending. God. I am the best preacher in the house. It is 11.15, everybody. I'm just saying. <laughs> just going to throw that out there. <laughs> Love you, Pastor Manny and Craig. But, no, I'm teasing. Last year, you know, my husband was up here last week and preached about when a lion gets wounded and gets attacked by another lion. And so he showed the picture of the scarred lion and just grabbed me. And when a lion goes through that, then Manny said, that's when the hyena, hyenas, thank you, can come in and take the cub. But that won't happen as long as the other lions gather around. And so... I want to be raw with you. Can I? I prayed whether I was supposed to say this last part. And I know I am. Last year, we were wrecked. We were cut. We were a bloody mess as a family. You know that. And... Due to trauma. You know, there's a difference in trauma and a prodigal and trauma and rebellion. You, you get that? And so, we were wrecked. And you saved our cup. You gathered around us. And you prayed. You didn't ask questions. Thank you. Because I couldn't give them, I couldn't give answers. And I love that about you, that you never asked. You just saw. And you prayed. And we are here today, roaring again. Because of a pride, a tribe of pride that came around our family. And that was you. That was you. And because of it, this right here 
is a picture of our cub. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. I don't have to tell you who that is. Do you see it? What's crazy about this portrait, a little bit over a month ago, I was asked to go to Florida to preach. You know, there's just some things you don't pray about. (laughs) Yes, Lord, I'll go. I'll just suffer for you. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. But it was really neat. It was an incredible conference. And it was a women's conference. Well, the first night was Thursday night. I was not up to speak. I was up Friday night. But when we get there, it's a pretty big church. And they move heavily in the arts. And so I have never seen this. But over on the side, you know, during the praise and worship, there was this blank canvas. And uh, there were two canvases. And Sienna, Nani, and Becca and I were just standing there, and this canvas was right here, blank. And all of a sudden, when praise and worship started, Kathy, I can so see you do this. Oh, this would be so cool. But when praise and worship began to start, she had all of her paintbrushes and all and her tarp and the paint that she wasn't distracting, and she began to paint this figure, this image. Now, this is a women's conference. And the more I begin to worship, and the more I begin to sing, Sienna looks at me and said, Mom, that's jaded. Mom. They don't know us. They don't know anything about us. And it was like, God, because here's the thing, when you get wrecked by the enemy, There's coming a reckless love of God that will replace the wreck. The jaws of life will get you out. Guys, that wrecked me. Because here's the thing, it represents so much. He's dark. It was dark. Right here, so dark. But then there was light. That kept him. The sword was when he went and got the enemy sword and used it against him. Just like David against Goliath. And then the Lion of Judah. On his heart. Setting a guard on his heart. What's crazy while she's painting this, I have another lady from behind me comes up and said, God just wants you to know it's not crazy. Satan's crazy. And she pointed at that and she goes, does that mean anything to you? I was like, if you only knew. Because it was crazy last year what we went through. But can I tell you something? And I know you don't see him here physically. He's good. Oh, he's gone and gotten restored. Staying with Manny's sister and her husband. He's coming back home today. Yeah. (sighs) He won't be here for long. He's then going to move to Arkansas on us. That's good. It's what men do. It's what we do. I love you. 
Here's what I want to do. I want to call the praise team up. Because I know I am not the only one that maybe has been wrecked or went through a wreck. Or you're in a wreck right now by the enemy. The reckless love of God wants to just consume you right now. Is that okay? I mean, I could have you come up. And I think we would all have the altars filled because we've been wrecked in some way. All of us. But you know what? You don't need man to lay hands on you. When the presence of God just begins to wreck you, you just get healed. No one touched me during that. No one came and laid hands on me. But the presence of God was with me every day. Amen? So let's stand to your feet. Are you dark? Do you need the Lion of Judah to rest on you? Do you need the sword of the Spirit in your hand and the light illuminating and all around you? So as they sing this, let's just let the reckless love of God wreck us. Amen? Amen.